should be good for them. Welcome into the AU Radio Comics Corner. I think you never outgrow your love of these stories. A weekly look at new and upcoming comic book releases. I loved anything that was imaginative, that was high concept, that was a little bit bigger than life. Join us. You guys are great. Pull up a beanbag chair, settle in, and thumb through this week's issues with George and Travis. Purveyors of entertainment, we hope. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome on down to issue 54 of the Caterpillar Cafe Comics Corner podcast. Woohoo! I remembered. <laughs> you got it all. I did. <laughs> Good morning, Travis. Morning, George. Hi, Robert. Hi. <laughs> Robert's tagging along this week. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I had a I had a bit of a busy week this week. I was uh up at Rose City Comic Con this last weekend, and had a wonderful time. Uh, met a bunch of comic creators and got a little bit of art commissioned and. Uh, and then last night we had a concert locally, which was one of the craziest concerts we have had around here in a long time. Uh, it was Ghost. So uh, my voice is a little bit hoarse because I was hooting and hollering quite a bit last night. So apologies if I'm a little uh, on the horsey side. That's okay, George. Okay, thanks. As long as you had a good time. I had a wonderful time. <laughs> Papa was amazing. Nice. So any any like big highlights from Rose City? Uh, so. Um, yeah, the one I, I know I've mentioned it at least a couple of times, uh, but I got to finally actually meet uh, David Desmalchain, who's doing um, Count Crowley and the Reluctant Midnight Monster Hunter. I, I saw some photos that he was posting where he was wearing the, the robe. Yeah, thing. yeah. I got a really cute <laughs> picture with uh, me and him and the artist Lucas Kettner, who I got to, uh, I, I commissioned to draw me a Hellboy, which is one of my favorite Hellboy commissions I've ever gotten. So that's amazing. Um, maybe, maybe, I don't know. It's my private collection, but we might be able to put it up on our social media somewhere. So keep an eye out for that because that's a super awesome piece. Um, and uh, I actually got around to reading it last night. He finally was able to send us over an advanced copy so we could take a peek at that and try and get people hyped up for it. Nice. It was freaking good. <laughs> I can, like, I, the only thing that I'm sad about now is that it is like so many things the very first issue of a series and you only get so much of the story because yeah. it's a number one and I, I, I don't want to wait two more months to see where it's going <laughs> it's it's just brimming with potential like the art's great the story is really well crafted especially for somebody that's never written comics before this and I just can't wait to see where it goes nice yeah and that is that that one coming out at the beginning of October? It's not it's not the end of October. I can't remember exactly when, but it's definitely at least a week or two before Halloween. Okay. Cool. But um yeah, I, he's wanting to do a little run of uh signings. We'll see if that's something that we can swing or if that's uh, you know, just a a pipe dream of ours, but <laughs> either way, we'll uh we'll be happy to sell that comic book and if you're uh, looking for it, we will uh endeavor to have enough copies to uh satisfy the masses. Yeah. It looked wonderful indeed. So yeah, that's uh that's probably the most fun thing that I had going on this weekend, but there were plenty of other things. Oh, other side note, um I met Gabriel Ba and Fabio Moon, uh Gabriel Ba of the Umbrella Academy Art um and Gabriel Ba and Fabio Moon as a duo are a wonderful creative team uh behind such things uh like Day Tripper, which was an Eisner award-winning uh tear-jerking 
sucker punch of emotion <laughs> that I got my entire run of single issue signed by them and a bunch of other things for the store. So uh, for a limited amount of time, we have a couple of things signed by Gabriel Ba, the artist of the Umbrella Academy, available on the shelf downstairs, but they're actually going really fast already. So sorry about that. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, let's go on to move on to the comics that came out. Yeah, there was uh, so many new ones. Yep. I didn't think I was ever going to leave last <laughs> night. <laughs> uh, starting off, I've got Marvel at the top of my stack, just because why not? Uh, you didn't happen to read the X-Men one for the week, did you? No. Okay. I, I It was my mission to get caught up over the weekend, mm. but instead I caught Pokemon. <laughs> hey, I did that too. Did you get any uh, shiny turd twigs? I did. Nice. I got some. I got a full set of shadow turd twigs. Oh, nice. Yeah. There you go. All right. For the Pokemon fans out there, this is the Pokemon corner of Comics Corner. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Yeah. I just came out to the Uptown, did like three circuits around the, the Uptown, and yeah. I got everything I needed. Despite the bad reception at the uh, Oregon Convention Center, I was able to score like five shinies. It was fun. Nice. For, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, get but, get with it, guys. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah, the the House of X uh, five of six came out. Yep. And I was so I've I've been just getting the Scotty Young covers. Yeah, on yeah, this, yeah, that's fair. But there was this really good Apocalypse cover, and that yeah, one? the the main cover. Yeah, that is a really good cover. And he's been like one of my favorites, even though he's kind of a lame character <laughs> he just shows up and gets beat up and then he goes away for a while but even though he's he's one of my favorites hey, well so and hickman has a unique way of i mean he, let me think about it he's he reminds me of the jeff johns of marvel where he'll take b-listers c-listers d-listers i'm not even saying this is specifically about apocalypse but he'll take those characters that don't really have a whole lot of depth to them and elevate them to a level that gives you a little bit more to care about. Yeah. Well, he's one of those characters that has this huge amount of potential. He's right, like right. the first mutant. He's exactly. been around forever. And then nobody really does anything with him, except for when I first started with the Executioner song and the Days of Future crossovers. Was he the main bad guy of the Days of Future one? Yeah, well... Kind of. He's okay. he's the one that infected uh, the the baby with the techno virus and oh, okay. made him okay. have to send it off into the future. And gotcha. He grew up and became Cable and all that. Gotcha. Spoiler. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty years later, forty, yeah. whatever. <laughs> right on. Yeah, good stuff. I can't wait to read it. it. This one, I actually neglected to bring this one home with me so I could uh, check it out. So I'll be having to report on this one tomorrow. Yeah, maybe by the time the next wave of comics come out, I'll be caught up. There you go. <laughs> I'm hot on the heels of being caught up. I just, I think this is the only one that I need, but we'll, we'll get there. Sorry, folks. Yeah. I, I did read Spider-Man number one. How was that? Um, not at all what I was expecting, but I liked it. Um, it's Sarah Pacelli on the art. And if I'm not much mistaken, this is the one that's written by JJ Abrams and his son. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a this big, uh, stink online where you're like, Oh, he gets to write a comic because his dad, <laughs> Well, what? That's, that's how the industry works, man. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's family creative teams all the time. Like that, that's a thing that you can do, and you get hired as a team. But it's okay. Uh, moving along to the actual story and what matters in this, um, they're obviously doing their own thing. Like I 
seriously see this as J.J. Abrams having had an idea for a Spider-Man movie that's kind of his own like established run of a movie universe kind of thing where he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. And just running with it. So is it uh, just like if it was a movie, they start from the beginning and getting bit and all that? So, no, it's not even from the beginning. It definitely seems like it's later on in the timeline, like kind of like at an apex point of Spider-Man's career. Oh, and, nice. and then something really bad happens. And then you flash forward 12 years. So he's, he's not pretending that you don't know who Spider-Man is. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No, they're not doing like the whole, oh, hey, I got bit by a spider and now I can do spider things. Like he's just established as Spider-Man. Cool. And then the story moves forward it's, by a huge And that's degree. exactly what we want from the Marvel movies. Like, hey, we know who this person is. Exactly. Let's just do a cool movie. And it was. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing where they go with this. Nice. Yeah. I don't want to, I really don't want to get too far into it because there's some, it's some, it's the story set up is pretty uh pretty memorable i would say right without, without saying too much so if if you're a spider-man fan you're gonna enjoy this one yep definitely cool uh on the spider-man front we also had absolute carnage number three out this week yeah um and it's been really good been really crazy um Miles was in a bit of a uh, pickle at the end of the second one, <laughs> and uh, he, he his situation doesn't really get better yet. Oh, um, but oh, poor Miles. Yeah, uh, there had been a huge amount of framing of Eddie Brock and the normal Venom symbiote that led up to this, and Spider Man's able to clear the air a little bit on some of that, and so you get to see some of the uh, good guys actually siding with Venom again because all of this craziness that's going on is not actually his fault, even though it seemed like some of it was. <laughs> well, not, not, not all of it, but, you know, anyways. So, you yeah. know, he gets a little bit of a, a hero's uh, reunion. Nice. Get, gets a little bit of a slack. A little bit, yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and then tying into that, we had Lethal Protectors number two, which is focusing on uh, Misty Knight, um, surprisingly, as far as that goes, uh, of the... Uh, Oh, Colleen Wing and Misty Knight duo that's uh, kind of like your street level, like kind of like uh, vigilante justice kind of type people. I don't really know a whole lot about them. They're not. They're, they're kind of part of that whole like Defenders crew from uh, yeah, Hell's Kitchen, that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Hell's Kitchen. I believe you were absolutely right on that one. Um, and then it also has Iron Fist. Uh, it has a couple of other characters that are uh, trying to band together to save Misty Knight. Uh, from the clutches of the Carnage Cult. Nice. Yep. Uh, we had Magnificent Miss Marvel, number seven, Ooh, came out. I wish I was reading that one. They're, they're definitely taking a more sci-fi uh, approach. That's kind of cool. With the new run. Very nice. I'm, uh, I'm still a bit behind, but I, I kind of flipped through it, and there's this part where she's trying out her new costume that, she doesn't have to like change her clothes or whatever. <laughs> She's like, I wish I could tell my parents, but they don't know I'm her anymore. No, <laughs> <sighs> that's weird. That whole, that whole trope of retconning your, your identity back into secrecy is, is always awkward, but it's fun that they tackle that head on instead of trying to ignore it somehow. Yeah. Well, it, it all had to do with an adventure she had in space and yeah. you know, their, their memory got wiped as everybody does in marvel yep 
<laughs> at one point or another. Yeah. Uh, we also had kind of an oddball one out this week, uh, Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda, uh, written by Jim Zub and uh, with art by Lan Medina. It's a really, really good creative team. Um, and I was flipping through it just to see what it was like. And uh, um, it's a, a very uh, top tier creative team on a, on a team of pretty obscure characters together. Well, I guess we've got Wasp. We've got Shuri, it looks like. Um, Com- Com- no, that's not Commandy. That's DC. Uh, oh, what's that other guy's name? No, it's not Commandy. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm dropping the ball. Sorry, guys. Uh, and then also Gorilla Guy or Gorilla, Gorilla Man. <laughs> or, or, that, that, or whoever the Marvel version of uh... Grodd is, but a good guy. Anyways, it's a wacky team. The editor says that uh, at the back of the book that it's like a really a, like a weird blend of a fun idea and obscure characters. And it is trying to bring uh, just a little bit of fun of that kind of weird uh, out of left field type of stuff. Anyways, so yeah, check it out if that sounds like a fun idea to you. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any more Marvel? No. All right, DC it is then. And we had Batman. Yeah, I didn't hit the button. That's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll fix it. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, and I wish I read this, but it was another one that I neglected to actually uh, scoop up and uh, take with me, so I did not read it. It was pretty cool. They, they're they're still on the beach. Bat the bat and the cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman still looking a lot like Thomas Magnum. <laughs> still rocking the stash. Yep. And and the the hat and <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the shades. Yep. But this one, uh, it gives you a little bit more insight. It it actually kind of goes backwards from the the previous one. Okay. And shows them getting ready to go and and take Gotham back. Okay. Cool. And then they even mention uh events that happened before we went to the beach. Yeah. So it's happening at the same time that he sends Damien in. Okay. And then gotcha. Yeah, that stuff happened. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we'll have to see. There's some rough stuff's been going on in Batman. Yeah, well, uh, we had a we have a couple of uh, interlude style issues here on the beach, but things have been really rough before that. <laughs> uh, speaking of Batman, mm-hmm. uh, we got in the uh, the Batman Day comics that we're going to be giving out. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a it's the it's a variant cover on the Batman Who Laughs number one. Really? Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's a it's a cutout mask of the oh Batman my God. who laughs. Of course it is. <laughs> so come on in. Uh, it's September twenty first. Is that right? I think. Yeah, sh- yeah, sh- yeah. Sure. Don't don't quote me on that. It's <laughs> it's it's toward the end of September. Okay, <laughs> but we'll have some cool comics for you. Uh, Aquaman fifty two came out. Oh wow! Which uh, did I didn't get a chance to check that one out. There's there's a really cool green uh, Aquaman cardstock cover with where he's swimming with jellyfish. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um. So I uh I took a chance on the Lex Luthor one shot from Year of the Villain, and I was not disappointed. Nice. I was surprised how much I liked it. Um, are you familiar with the Black Mercy? 
from DC. No. It, so it's it's a plant that um basically induces a false reality in the person that it attaches to. Oh wow. Like like psychedelically, like yeah. you know, it like basically gets into their brain and just gives them a different reality that they can whatever okay. just live I, in. I think I might have seen it in like one of the animated series. So it's usually used um as a pretty generic kind of trope to yeah. like to trick the hero into thinking that there's one thing to like trick him into giving information or something like that. Um but Lex uses it in this issue to uh to a pretty sinister end. Hmm. I won't get into it too much because it's a it's kind of a cool twist, but um but that is uh it, it gives you a little bit more context into the thought process of of why he's gone out and done all these different things and there's he jumps around into different universes because he can because of the power that he has attained now he basically can ignore time and space and just walk through them like it's nothing he's a slider yeah pretty much <laughs> but it's just a it's a really cool weird concept that they're playing around with and i uh i i'm glad that i read it <laughs> now now i want to see jerry o'connell playing him <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you never know. All the different universes out there, one of them might be played by him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any other DCs? Uh, there was a dollar comic for Harley Quinn that came oh, cool. out. That comes out today. Was it a, like first appearance or something? It's uh, it's hot in the city. The f I think that's the first one from okay. the New Fifty Two run. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Uh, we also had the start of Flash Forward, which. Oh, yeah. Uh, was a spinoff coming out of Heroes in Crisis dealing with what Wally West is doing. Because cool. if he can't outrun his past, his future is doomed. <laughs> or, or sorry, no, the the future is doomed. Uh, Not even those, just his. All those running puns. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also Justice League, uh, actually starring Commandy, unlike the Marvel book that I tried to shout him out in earlier. Um, and I really really need to get cut up on that because i have been loving how crazy and off the rails that story has been yeah that's how i got all of my details about what's going on in there from you reading it yeah yeah <laughs> well it, and i've been on and off i'll admit i'm not even like actually up to date i'm just enough of a fairweather fan in some cases that if i don't just read whatever the latest comic is then i'll never know what's going on yeah so anyways, I'll be, I'll be doing that with this book and I will have uh, some kind of disjointed choppy knowledge of what's going on in Scott Snyder and uh, James Tinian's Justice League run. Cool. And that's the end of DC for me. <laughs> right on. Uh, Middle West, number 11, came out. It did. Yeah. Dealing with uh, poor Abel after he confronts his grandpa and finds out that instead of getting help, he just gets confronted by the same jackassery that runs in his family yep love that book it's yeah. very good did, did you read this one i not yet i oh. it was the next one in my stack that i just didn't have the energy for last night so this one it's uh it's, oh i i feel for the kid i want to give him a hug yeah <laughs> some really really bad stuff happens to him in this one after after going to uh like pipe Piper's city, I think is what it is. And it's just this grimy old city and, you know, all kinds of fun stuff happens. I'm sure it does because <laughs> that's usually what this comic does. Yeah. <laughs> he meets some new friends. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to reading that. 
Uh, Excellence number five came out. It did. Uh, Another one that I dearly want to catch up on. Yep. I didn't read that. Jen read it, but she didn't tell me what happened. So I I can't tell you. (laughs) Oh, no. That's not a good sign, actually. She's usually... Well, it was it was like one of the last ones that she read, and we were oh, okay. just like, "Oh, we need to go to bed." Okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, we had Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons Chapter Two: Painscape. Yeah, and I I liked it quite a bit. We uh, we lost Patrick Rothfuss off of the writing credits, but we still have Jim Zub, and he is wonderful at writing D and D comics, and has a very clear, handily uh, uh, shown. Uh, you know, knowledge of the Rick and Morty style, and it definitely uh, does a really good job. Nice. Uh, there's a <laughs> Rick is the only one who can stay above it, but there is a there's a virus going around, a D and D virus, and everybody's <laughs> infected, and oh, everybody geez. in the world is just fanboying over it too much. So for, so much so that he has to go into some alternate universe to try and find some kind of a cure, so that people aren't just so ridiculously like butt-headed about their love of D&D. So are they just like poking fun at the uh the the emergence of like the popularity of D&D? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but it's so much so that like everything around like real like they're watching D&D TV like on their television at nice. the start of the episode and so it's just like it's gone past just like mainstream it's like become an <laughs> obsession of the media and stuff like that so he he has to go and because he's already so obsessed with it in all the ways that you can possibly be he's above the infection nice and so can <laughs> see through save it. us all yep. i'm sure he won't get distracted <laughs> it's it's cheesy for sure but it's it was a really fun comic <laughs> there was so many good ones from the like idws and albatross and all those uh, speaking of Albatross, Grumble number two. Oh, nice, out. very nice. Uh, I attempted to get caught up on that uh, over the weekend. I made it back to like issue five or so, so I'm I'm halfway there. Right on. <laughs> uh, Dynamite's uh, Xena Warrior Princess number six came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Hammer Age of Doom number twelve. Also from Dark Horse, we had Critical Role, Vox Machina Origins, Series 2, Number 3. <laughs> so much. Uh, one that I did read, uh, Strayed, Number 2 from Dark Horse. Oh, cool. Uh, it had a really cool Jim of Food. Cover. Oh, nice. Love that guy. Poor Lou the Cat. Mm. I, I just want all the people in this comic to just die. <laughs> oh. We we find out that uh, so the, the, if you don't remember, Strayed is the story of uh, Lou the cat that can astral project, and this corporation is forcing him to search out other planets uh, for this energy source. Okay, so they found this energy source that can power mankind for generations with just like one plant. But now you know, greedy people they want to find the people that designed the plant and take them over. So, of course they do. It may may cost Lou his health. Some bad stuff's happening with Lou. Well, Lou, you're in our thoughts and prayers. Yeah, poor Lou. Did you read that one? I did. Uh, Once in Future, number two? Yes. It was a very good book, and I cannot wait to see where it goes. That leaves on a very spicy cliffhanger. Yeah. Um the uh the main character, well I guess the the son of the grandma that is featured on the cover or is it is just his regular mom, right? 
No, it's his grandma. It's his, okay, it's his grandma. Okay. Yeah. He refers to as as Gran. Right. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> My Gran is holding a gun to me. So Grandma Buffy, <laughs> effectively, as yeah. we established the last time this came out, um, is basically holding her uh, grandson at gunpoint into adventure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we get to see the uh, the slow kind of turn of him starting to understand where she's coming from and why she's kept all of this stuff a secret from him for so long. Um, and by the end of it, it's looking like they're going to go monster hunting together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but uh, Karen Gillan is the uh, writer and Dan Mora is the art uh, person. Um, and this comic book looks amazing and it's going to be so fun. Yeah. And we get to see what happens when you, you know, open doors that you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Hellboy and the BPRD Saturn Returns two of three came out. I didn't know that came out. I just got a commission from the artist of that book this weekend over at Rose City Comic Con, Christopher Mitten, right? Yeah, yeah. I got a I got a little Hellboy commission done by that guy. Nice. Yeah. He was super nice and super, just like almost as awkward as I am. And I mean that in the most endearing kind of way. Like we were like dueling awkwardness. It was, it was, uh, it was fun. Nice. Yep. If I wasn't powering through all the number ones that came out, I would have got to that one, but I didn't. Uh, one that I did read was. <laughs> God uh, forbid Christopher Minton listen to this and hear me call him as awkward as I am. I apologize if you're listening to this. <laughs> hey man, it is what it is. Yep, right on. <laughs> From Red 5 Comics, we had The Butcher Queen, number one. I I picked that up to bring up to look at. what uh, What's going on with that one? Did you read that one? Yeah. Uh, so this one, it's uh, like Earth after aliens start landing and kind of become the new second class citizen. Looks like it's uh, quoted as Black Star City in the year 2120. Yeah. Uh, so so this takes place uh, when uh, the off-worlders start disappearing for some reason. Okay. And uh, the main character who used to be a cop but did some bad stuff and got booted out and now is like a freelance whatever, private eyed. Okay. Gets gets a call uh, from somebody that has details on what's going on. And she goes and going to go help him. That art is really interesting. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It's like a it's not quite like Simon Beasley kind of a style, but I can see him. It's like some of like the this, this shot of her running through the city reminds me of his kind of like gritty Judge Dredd kind of a style. Yeah, that kind of fast painted a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> another one with a really cool art style on it was uh, uh, Stefano Caselli. Cardicelli. What's the comic? Uh, Planet Caravan, number one. Huh. From, uh, from Scout Comics came out. And uh, it definitely has that, uh, that painted uh, art style hmm. um, about uh, this soldier that had to leave his his true love to go fight in a war and got lots of battles and robots and heavily, heavily armored people. <laughs> That's cool. Um, another number one from aftershock, which was super, super creepy. You are obsolete. Oh yeah. That doesn't feel good. <laughs> this book was uh super creepy. Nice. This girl gets a call. Uh she's a journalist 
uh, much like the uh, Butcher Queen, she's she did something and got like blackballed from the journalistic community. Oh, but she gets offered a job from these children in on this island off in the middle of nowhere, and she goes to find out what's going on and. Uh, there's some really creepy stuff happening with the townspeople that are terrified of this group of children hmm. who are developing some kind of technology. Are the children the ones saying that you are obsolete? Well, nobody actually said it in there, but okay. I'm pretty sure that they have that feeling. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, we had Napoleon Dynamite. Impeach Pedro. From uh, IDW. Yes. Which was, I didn't... I'm going to have to go back and, and like read it when I have more time to if, give it. If I had this with me in my stack of books last night and I had opened it, I, I know I wouldn't have had the energy to read it, but it's, I love the style of art, but oh my God, this is one of the wordier modern comics I've seen. <laughs> yeah, it was seriously wordy and it is pretty much just a straight like sequel to the movie <laughs> which honestly that that intrigues me to no end like i want to see what they do with this because it seems like there's more story than i figured napoleon dynamite could actually have yeah if that makes any sense so it, it yeah it's all taking place in their senior year napoleon's trying to figure out what he wants to do with his future and then pedro uh some stuff happens with pedro and uh it kind of ends with napoleon looking kind of negatively at Pedro for uh, some stuff. Hmm. Well, uh, we'll save, have to see where that goes. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, a new All Ages from Keenspot called Sister Powers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. About uh, these two kids that go out and are playing and develop superpowers. Nice. And then all of a sudden, everybody has superpowers. <laughs> fun that's always fun <laughs> but uh last on my stack uh another one I, I i did make sure that i read was second coming number three. Oh, good ahoy comics how did that go it oh so yeah it was uh you start feeling kind of bad for mr jesus oh <laughs> Do, is, is he actually named jesus like is that straight up what it is yeah okay yeah. cool 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 uh, so he, it, the, uh, what is his name? The, the sun superhero guy, the Superman guy, uh, has to run off and deal with his, his, uh, grandmother that, uh, or I guess it's his mom. It, it, his mom it just, like ran away from the old folks home that she's in and he has to go deal with that and leaves Jesus in the middle of the city. <laughs> And he ends up, you know, going to a bar where he meets Satan. Really? And Satan gives him a little bit of insight into what is actually happening hmm. Hmm. with his situation. Hmm. And he's like, nah, whatever. And uh, then he gets beat up and thrown in jail. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, I mean, not good. Like, yeah. sorry, sorry, Jesus. That's not fun. But, you know, that's what would happen if this guy actually came back. Nobody would believe him and they would just smack him around and throw him in jail sad uh, also bloodborne the veil torn asunder yeah that cheery comic <laughs> is out this week 
uh, part three of that story arc, which will wrap up with the next one, undoubtedly. Nice. There was uh, a huge stack of uh, stuff that came out. Yep, there was indeed. And we didn't really cover the trade paperbacks or hardcovers or whatever, collected editions, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but I if you want to hear about that, maybe tune into the uh, AU radio. Yeah. On the, yeah, you know, like that. one or two up or down from, from here. Where your podcasts grow and flourish. <laughs> Pick them from the tree. Oh, we're so good at ending this podcast. We're so good at it. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> try not to be so awkward, but <laughs> uh, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if we, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, thank you, Travis. Time. Yeah, yep. Thanks George. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to AU Radio Comics Corner. Music is provided by Cubby and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground Copyright 2018 All Rights Reserved. If you'd like to contact the show, follow us on Twitter at AU underscore radio, Facebook at AU radio podcast, Instagram at AU dot radio, or you can email the show at podcast at ADV You can also support this show and all the shows on AU radio by becoming a patron of the AU radio network. Find us on Patreon as AU radio at adventures underground. You can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as a dollar a month. Thanks for listening. Thank you.